which the Rebbe, the Rebbe brings down something which is not so popular known. But like a very seems like a very, a very uh, simple interpretation. But the Rebbe uh, highlights this. The Zohar, you know, the Zohar gives a pshat. You know, seems to give an interpretation. We find that when they came to make the eagle, it says ha hanoshim that the man came to take the jewelry for the gold they needed to use for the eagle. So it says the man came to the woman to take from the woman. Oh, the question is if they were uh, so much wanted to make the eagle, why did they have to go to the woman? Why did they why take their own jewelry? Why did they have to go to the women's jewelry? Why did they have to take theirs? Should they take their own jewelry? You know, they had other gold things. Why did they take it? So the Zohar is a commentary. It seems like a very innocent commentary. And, you know, it don't make a big to-do of it. The Zohar says, because basically the Jews had no more gold left of their own. Why? Because since Moshe Rabbeinu has asked everybody should bring gifts to the Mishkan, some of the gifts were Zohar. So basically all the men gave away all their gold, so they didn't have any gold left. So they gave it all away to the Mishkan. So now they wanted to make an eagle. There's no more gold. Where are they going to get the gold from? The Pasik says, So they had to go to the women and take, him, take the gold from them. Seems pretty innocent shot from the Zohar. But the Rebbe makes a focus on this. The Rebbe says, no, wait a minute, but that means something very interesting now. So really we're saying now that the reason the Jews had no gold because the gold was given away to the Mishkan. That must mean that the command for giving for the Mishkan and the building of the Mishkan that they were prepared, the command to build the Mishkan and the command for Moshe Rabbeinu to the Bnei Yisrael to bring the stuff for the Mishkan and the Jews bring to the Mishkan, that took all place before the Egel. Because that's why they didn't have money for the eagle. So wait a minute. Now you're telling me something very, very major. Something different than Rashi. Something different than the Ramban. Which have two separate views. But now you're telling me something altogether different. Now you're telling me that the Mishkan was built prior to the time that they did the eagle, because that's why when it came to the eagle. Now, let's go on the Pesukim. There are certain things you can't argue about. You know, you have to know the Pesuk. What it says, it says. You can't, you know, you can try to finagle here, there, say me different times, but you can't argue with the simple uh, text in the verse. The verse tells us the story. This is what we know. This is what the story says. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the mountain after Matan Torah. It says that. And then it says that Moshe Rabbeinu told the Jewish people that he's going to come down in 40 days. That says in the Posik. It also says that when the 40 days came up, Moshe Rabbeinu did not return because they miscalculated by a day. But whatever the case is, we know that the Luchas were, born, were broken on the 17th day of Tammuz because on the 16th day of Tammuz, they went and they built the, the, the Egel Hazov. We know that. So now we're saying something very major over here. We're not saying something very small. So basically what we're saying over here is that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded them and they brought the gifts to the Mishkan when? That was before Matan Torah even. 
because from the minute Moshe Rabbeinu went up from Atom Torah, right, till the eagle, he wasn't around. It wasn't, and this story happened on the 16th day of Tammuz. We should put a date on it. That's not negotiable. We know that the 16th day of Tammuz. According to the Zohar, then, if the reason why they didn't have the hidden gold is because they've already given away the gold from before, that means that before Matan Torah, we don't have any record of it in the Torah at all, but before Matan Torah, way before, sometimes after going out of Egypt, in between, you know, we have some record of the stories took place, the man came in the middle, and the water came in the middle, and the Jews complained in the middle, and this love came in the middle, and then, you know, Yisrael, whether, yeah or no, that's another whole other issue there. Some point in the middle, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu to go ahead and build the Mishkan. Now, mind you, you have whole portions talking about it. You have the portions of Truma, that records God saying to Moshe about what about building the Mishkan. Then you have the parsha of Tetzaveh, which is the record, the Torah records, God saying to Moshe to build, to make the garments of the Kuna and the rest of the, uh, some of the structure of the Mishkan, the Kir, over there. Uh, the, and then you have the portion of Ayakel, in which it talks about that the Jewish people were told by Moshe to go ahead and do that which the Pesach has said before, that it recorded that Hashem told Moshe to do, the Torah records now, as Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Israel to do. All this takes place before Matan Torah, this all takes place before Matan Torah, before Moshe Rabbeinu goes up. And afterwards he goes up and then, seems to be a big Hiddish, but that's what it says. That's what it says in the... Uh, in the Zohar, okay, that's the in the Zohar, it's fine. But, um, one thing that the Zohar didn't say, one thing the Zohar didn't say, the Zohar did not say, let me just say, before I say they didn't say, let me just say this, when was, do we, do we have a record is it very clear to us when the Mishkan was finally built? Do we know at what day the Mishkan was built? I spoke about it yesterday, and we saw many times. Shchodesh Nisan. Yesterday, Shchodesh Nisan. How do we know that? It says in the Parshish Pikudei, in the end of the Parshish of Pikudei, it says Mephedish, it says in the Posik that it was at the month, at the 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 first month and the first days, Beko, Beachad Lachodesh, Harishen, talking about Samishkon and Moshe Rabbeinu, part of the Mishkon, and Kveda Shemola Samishkon. The Pasik talks about that everything was accomplished on the first day of Nisan. When? So here we have what we know is that the Chet Egel took place at the 16th day of Tammuz. We know also that the Mishkon was built on the first day of Nisan, the following year, which means that it was like between Tammuz of Elul and the six months, so you had like about eight months the Mishkan was built. But we also know that according to the Zoyar, because again, the Zoyar argues, how come they didn't have any gold? The gifts for the Mishkan... They committed to it, they didn't give it. No, but they, they didn't, you know, it says that the Zoyar doesn't say that. I mean, there would be a nice, nice suggestion. Yeah, but it would be a nice suggestion, but the Zoyar says they didn't have it because they gave it away. He doesn't say they committed. He says they gave it away. Okay. All right. But the point here, the point I just wanted, what I want to bring out, 
that it's obvious, it's very obvious, and I'm going to just finish up with this point, there's more to discuss, but I want to bring up one thing what the Rebbe said over here. But it's quite, kind of obvious that even according to the Zohar, that there's a whole story of the building of the Mishkan took place when? Took place before Moshe Rabbein went up on the mountain because it was before the Egel, because they've already, they already didn't have any of the gold left. But the actual building of the Mishkan, the actual structure of the Mishkan, took place later. That's not a question about it. Because the Pasuk says the Mishkan was built when? It was built on the first day of the month of Nisan. That's Vahiba Yom Hashmini. Vahiba Yom Hashmini. One can argue the seventh day was different. Yeah, whatever. But the end of Pasha's Pekudei, it says clearly in the Pasuk that on the first day of the first month it was it was raised at Rosh Nisan. So we know without any doubt that the Mishkan was built uh, eight months later after the Chet Egel. For some reason, for some reason, in one, the Rebbe mentions about these things, this, this item, this Zoyar, the Rebbe mentions it in three places. In three places, in two Sichas, and then in one more place, in one ha'ore, in one footnote of a sikha. In the two places in the sikha where the Rebbe mentions this, he writes clearly in those sikha, he says that the um, uh, the nidvas ha-mishkan, the gifts for the mishkan, took place before the sin of the eagle. I mean, this is what the Zohar says. But in the footnote, in one footnote, in the Chele Gimel, in the footnote, over there it was written that the gift of the Mishkan took place before the making of the Mishkan. It says that the 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 Chaita Egel, the, the Chaita Egel, it doesn't say took place after the gifts of the Mishkan, but it says it took place after they made the Mishkan. It's used the words instead of the words that the Mishkan was uh, came after the uh, after the gift that the eagle was after the gifts of the Mishkan. It used the words over there that the uh, Mishkan that the eagle came after the building of the Mishkan. That is not true. The the eagle did not come according to the Zohar. The eagle came after the gifts of the Mishkan, but the eagle did not come after the building of the Mishkan because the Pasuk says that the Mishkan was built later. We can't challenge that. It was only a question whether when the eagle was, uh, was done. But somehow the word built the Mishkan was put into that ha'orah. But it's interesting, when one of the people wrote, the Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe writes in the footnote, the Rebbe fixes him and says, Somebody was quoting the Zoyar, and he says that Zoyar says, as if the Zoyar says that uh, the, the, the eagle took place after the building of the Mishkan. And the Rebbe fixes, he says, not after the building, the Rebbe says, after the gifts of the Mishkan. So the Rebbe corrected and said that. So the person writes back later on, and he says, but what do you mean after the gift? Uh, who says? Maybe it was after the the, uh, the, 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 the the building them. And the Rebbe writes back, basically, and the Rebbe says, and he says, well, the Rebbe sort of came up with this idea, because the, see, in, in the Zohar, it, it only explains one part of it. In other words, from the Zohar's part to explain 
how come they didn't have uh, gold to give for the eagle? He says because the gifts of the mission took place. As far as the Zoyer is concerned, if you didn't have any other Pesukim, you can say, well, they gave the gifts before, they, well, they built the Mishkan also before. That you can say. But the problem is we have a Pesuk that says that they built the Mishkan on uh, eight months later. So it's not just about the Zoyer. So that writer insists sort of, oh, it's as if it's the Rebbe's uh, came up with some sort of a chiddush, some sort of... And the Rebbe underlines three times, you're telling me that I came up with an idea which the Pasuk says. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a Pasuk, the Rebbe says in Parshish Pekude, it says, in other words, the, uh, the writer was attributing to the Rebbe the chiddush that the Rebbe is interpreting the Zohar that when the Zoyar said that the gifts of the Mishkan took place before the Egel, the Zoyar could be understood that not only the gifts, but also the building of the Mishkan. And the Rebbe is saying, no, that it's only the gifts, but the actual building was done later, as if it's the Rebbe's Chirish. And the Rebbe says, but this is a Pasuk in the, in the Torah. This is not a, something that I came up with or something, a Chirish. And it's not something that you need, uh, you need, you need, you need the Kiddush. There is actually a correction in that, uh, in that Ha'orah uh, over there, which changes the words from the word after the building of the Mishkan to after the gifts of the Mishkan. And I, I saw somebody suggested, but this is just important to know, you know, sometimes when a person speaks, you know, like you misspeak, you express a word, but you don't really mean what you're saying. Sometimes when a person also writes, you know, you also express, you know, something, but it's, it's nothing to go along with the idea. It's just, you know, you write in something. It, in the Hebrew, there's a term of it. It's called the pleitas hakumus, meaning your pen spits out sometimes something which you didn't intend it to make. So let's say, you know, if you want to say before the gifts of the Mishkan, and you use the word, oh, before the making of the Mishkan. It's just, you know, it's just like the pen spit out like a word which wasn't really intended to be there. But in this case, you know, the Rebbe didn't actually write the full footnotes, even the footnotes that the Rebbe looked over. The Rebbe would make like a very short, you know, comment and say, you know, a comment. And then the people would, those who would write the Sikhs would sort of write it out. So, I mean, the Rebbe doesn't say one or the other. So although the Rebbe was very upset about this, the Rebbe says for 20 years there was a mistake in the, in the Lakute Sikhs. It said before. It took 20 years for somebody to realize that it shouldn't say that the gifts were before the building of the Mishkan, but it should say that the, the Egel was, shouldn't say before the building, it should say the Egel was done before the gifts of the Mishkan, not before the building of the Mishkan. But what I'm trying to say is the people that all the people that are learning and they're trying to figure out, they, they, they just don't see things. <laughs> the Rebbe sees the things, you know, so clearly and so... This is a very simple thing, really. At the end of the day, once you think about it, this, the Rebbe didn't... The Rebbe says, I was mechadish, you know, it's my big chiddish, you know, it's like, a, it's like so simple and something that one should pick up on their own. But nevertheless, it shows us that, you know what, you know, we can sometimes try to figure things out when somebody who really thinks the things, sees things the way they are. And I, I tied in with the Rebbe Rashab, with all the Rebbeim. We learn Hasidus, we speak about them, but we really have to remember that these are people, these are Rebbes, these are leaders, these are Moshe Rabbeinus, these are not people in our, 
leak that even that we have a, a, a even a, a fraction of a trying to understand who or what they are. We we talk about as if you know with, on paper you can write anything, words you can say anything, and that's why we we pretend that we can talk about it. But the truth of the matter is, these are really people that are holier, and they are the Rashi Bnei Yisrael. And when it comes to Beis Nissan, it's a time to really try to connect and to learn and to listen and try to uh, follow the teaching that they have taught us.